Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's your boy, TBC, Tully Banter Kane, on the Jokes and Jocks podcast with my co host, G. Hey Wiley, burr, 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 your favorite Blasian. Oh, yeah. And coming you t- all the way from Kansas, my man, the funny, the witty, the hilarious, the gut busting, Cody Woods. Oh, yeah. Nice, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being on, man. And by the way, it's, it's, it's uh, it's a little early in the morning. I just, um, I'm about to take a sip of my coffee. I haven't taken a shit yet. I'm a little worried about it. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned that once I start drinking this, I may have to run out. So just be aware. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but anyways, how we doing, Cody? Doing good, man. I kind of need some coffee too. But you know, you bring up a good point about that that shit. You know, <laughs> that that could really happen at any moment I, I like as you get older that your bowels are just like ooh, hot liquid <laughs> we've been waiting for this <laughs> right I yeah mean, talk about gut busting right yeah <laughs> like sometimes i'll drink coffee i'm like that must have been in there for like a week because that, that's not even how much i ate like you know how it's like you pull a rabbit out of a hat you're like that's not even this doesn't make this must have been there <laughs> thank you coffee for saving my life do you guys eat, do you guys drink like any of those like col- colon blow and like stuff like that because like that I'm not gonna lie to you that stuff like kind of keeps me regular. As the if cold, we're gonna get into this. colon blow cold, like it colon yeah blow nice name yeah I, I know I, right with Chris every now and then you know it, it keeps colon blow colon blow though that reminds me of the cocaine shits but I guess this is different cocaine that's a whole other type of diuretic right there yeah cold yeah blow. no. Yeah, this actually keeps you regular. It's supposed to keep you regular, and it's supposed to like make it so that like that that stuff that was in there last week isn't in there, like uh, for a week. It's supposed to like actually, okay. yeah, uh, get out of your system, like when it's supposed to be out of your system. Yeah, okay. I, all right, I'm gonna try. Yeah, it sounds like, like Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> without the runs, without the runs. It's like Taco Bell but without the runs. Yeah, gotcha. Without the runs, with the sprints. <laughs> yes, with the sprints. <laughs> yeah. The sputters, I like to call them. Uh, <laughs> well, cool, man. Hey, let's go ahead and get off off of that topic real quick. That's um, <laughs> a great way to start the show. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, so, me and Cody, actually, we, we met uh, a couple times, but more more recently got a chance to talk at, at Poncho's Comedy Night. Uh, he had yeah. a joke, a pretty good joke about NFL players I thought was pretty good. So I had to pull him behind stage and be like, hey, bro, you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the joke? <laughs> so I do this joke about how I was going vegan and I bought an avocado and I don't, I'm too white trash to know about avocados. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know if avocados, you cut them open, you got like five seconds. You know, I came back later. It looked like it was bruised up. Like it broke up with an NFL player. <laughs> I, so I forgot totally was in the audience. I was supposed to switch it, actually, because that's how I used to say it. But I was going to switch it to a, like it told a joke at the Oscars about bald wives. That's what Oh, I you should have. That would have been. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, both are funny, but. Right. But the muscle memory of telling that joke for um, 
I don't know, a few years. It just came out that way. And then I was like, fuck. And I even made a note, like, do the Jada line because, you know, Tolly's here and everybody's going to look at Tolly and shit. So, but then it just, it still came out from the muscle memory. I was like, fuck. Did everybody <laughs> laugh though? Oh, yeah. They did, but I also, they know he's there, you know? I mean, th- th- that's the perils of comedy, though. I still would have laughed. I'm not going to lie to you, even if Tully was there or wasn't. It still would have been funny. <laughs> no, it would have been better had I went up on the, the, the stage and smacked the shit out of him, though. Oh, that would have been, like, <laughs> been like so ironic and perfect and like, yeah, double entendre. That yeah. would have been beautiful. Yeah. Keep avocados out of your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, that would have been great. Yeah, that would have been great. Because uh, yeah. I really thought that that shit was staged, like for like a second. I was like, wow, that re- like. But then when he actually yeah. sat down and said that, I was like, okay, never mind. He's he's yeah, actually for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you agree like with? Rock oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, sorry. Do you agree with the banning? I, I mean, I do. Um, but at the yeah. same time, I agree with the banning. I don't know why there's people outraged over this, where they say like. Uh, Oh, Alec Baldwin shot somebody. All these other uh, Hollywood people did shit, but Will has to pay for it. It's like, no, if anything, he's still good. It's just you can't enter that building. It's like yeah. if I slap someone at Chili's, I ain't going back to that Chili's, you know? Right, right. So I just see it as that. I don't think he's overpaying at all. Uh, I don't think there's any sort of like um, double standard at all. I mean, they yeah. let him stay and accept his award even. You know, I don't I don't see him overpaying for what he did. Yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think, to be honest with you, I would have been like, you should ban him from all of it. But, but that's just me because I'm like, who hits somebody? Like, yeah. go outside and figure your shit out for yourself and like, do this like we do in the hood and like, just like, well, be the- two men and go figure it out. <laughs> Right. Well, the Oscars probably, I mean, the 10-year thing is, I, I would say, light. And uh, it's also, like, he they have to look at it as they, he just did them a huge favor in terms of promotions, ratings. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to be tuning in for content for the next 10 years. He may even get, like, a an award after those 10 years, like an honorary. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. Well, and also, because their, their numbers are crap prior to this. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. He did them a favor. Right. By doing this, which is so sad because nobody should be getting hit for a joke. Like, mm-hmm. it's a joke, man. Like, you put yourself yeah. out there to be publicly ridiculed. If you're in the public eye, you made that choice. So, just deal right. with it. <laughs> but yeah, and he was airing himself out. And so was Jada with all that stuff. You know, if he's so traumatized by all this, it's like, well, dude, you're also airing out dirty laundry to the point of this is ridiculous, man. And I, I mean, it's mostly Jada's fault because you could tell she's got him and she fucking has control over him on a level that it's really sad yeah um, i actually understood like people ask me like oh my god what you're condoning will smith's actions i'm like no i'm just saying i, I completely understand i feel like it was a very human moment and especially right. for a guy that's been perfect for 10 years or how long has he been famous he's been since perfect. the 90s yeah yeah he hasn't fucked yeah. up once so it's that yin and yang, man. Like when people, that's all built up. He ain't gonna fuck up little when he fucks up. He's gonna fuck up big. Yeah, so I think it's. I, I get it, man. Yeah, and Jazzy Jeff even said recently, like Will has been wanting or should have been slapping a lot of people all this time who've disrespected mm-hmm. him, his family. But I mean, I think what it what it really shows is like 
the the American family in, in a nutshell, because there are a lot of toxic relationships out there. Uh, I've been through them. I'm sure a lot of, you know, you, you guys may have been in them. Um, we've all, you know, we've all seen them. I mean, it's a real thing and, and it can bubble at any moment and people, people snap. Uh, and it just happened to be like that, the, that couple that we've all been talking about all this time anyway. So I'm actually not even that surprised by the whole thing. Um, but it's a really unfortunate situation. I heard they're like canceling all his, uh, the movies that he was working on. Uh, it, yeah. it definitely puts a big stain on his career. Um, so that, that's sad to hear, but hopefully they get help and, and hopefully, uh, you know, Jada, um, you know, says something more than like, Oh, I wish she didn't do it. Right. Yeah. She said some shit. Like, I don't need protecting. It's like, uh, then why did you give him that look and to like go and do something like, yeah, she's yeah. So toxic, man. She is fucking yeah. horrible. And then yeah. all the, also the reports that she's coming out saying like, Oh, I didn't even want to marry him in the first place. And uh, yeah. Or, like, he, it, or he fucks me like a woman. Like, like oh, uh, that's what she no. said. Oh, I never saw yeah. that. What? Yeah. She said that on uh, some interview and then she talks about like, this entanglement, which it's your, it's her son's friend. The fuck. It's like a trick or treater coming in. He just fucking, him. you know what I mean? Like it's a oh. kid, your, your Ugh. kid's kid. Uh, friend and yeah yeah maybe they're, they're like 21 but i mean you you know how old 21 is once you're past 21 you're like oh that's young they're, i'm i'm still retarded but i'm 21 i my brain didn't start working until i was 26 so yeah you're actually your frontal cortex does not work and uh, like it doesn't fully develop until you're 25 yeah well i was just having this conversation last night i was like why was 25 boom and then i think i remember reading that and holy shit now i realize i can compare like uh, I'm 20. I'm 33 now. I have that much years of data versus like that. I was like, <laughs> the lights are off all the way yeah. to 26. I didn't even realize. And so when she's, she's kind of a pedophile is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, yeah. Kind I of. mean, I think it's just gross because it's like you're, uh, and we should get off the topic soon, but like, I think it's just gross <laughs> because she, <laughs> let's go back to the shit. Let's go back to the shit. Uh, um yeah you know what i'm just gonna drop it i'm just gonna drop it i'm not even gonna go on Let, let's just go on to so you're from so you're from kansas you're from kansas or are you from kansas city oh yeah kansas oh, that's a <laughs> tough transition hey, I love <laughs> was that was some tom brady hail mary shit right there that's the ultimate audible right there <laughs> the ultimate omaha oh my yeah <laughs> I'm gonna have to be like Tyreek Hill and just catch this fucking shit, like wherever the hell it went. <laughs> she threw it up there, man. She gotta catch hey, it. Come down with it. You gotta catch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah, I'm from Kansas, man. This shit's flat as hell out there. I was uh, I was talking with a friend the other day about just how depressing flatness is, and you don't know it until you like you move somewhere with hills and shit, and mm. just something about seeing someone a mile away taking a piss. <laughs> Boy, I shouldn't see him, but I do. <laughs> Flat is sad. Well, you guys have like tornadoes like up the hoo ha. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's man. crazy. I, I was in three of them. Um, one like it flipped over the. We were in a trailer park, and you know the trailer next to us got flipped over upside down, and uh, the dude in there stayed asleep, 
And that didn't make sense to me. Like, how do you stay asleep? As an adult, it makes sense because now I know what fentanyl is. <laughs> he was asleep the whole time. He survived. And we luckily didn't get touched. But uh, they, tornadoes, they could do this thing yeah. where, like jumping. You know, in the movies, they just stay still. But they could do this hopscotch bullshit, you know. It's, and uh, so it jumped, landed on this area that flipped over the house next to us. And then it went back up before it, like through our uh, trailer into the, you know. And then uh, there's a few other times where, because we, we had like a community shelter and only one guy had the key. And you gotta hope that this dude's around, you know? And one time we had to break into the shelter. <laughs> it was, oh, tornadoes are terrible. There's wow. a reason why the houses are like five bucks in Kansas. <laughs> so you've seen one terrible. close up? Like, have you seen one actually like coming <clears throat> towards you or off in the distance? Uh, here's what, it was a really so I every time I was in a tornado it was at night, so you couldn't see shit. So oh, that sucks. They yeah, that is really I think it'd probably be more traumatizing during the day because you can see. But honestly, uh at night you don't know where it's coming from. So it's kind of I don't know what's worse. But you know, it blends in at night. You don't know where <laughs> the funnel cloud is. But I still have nightmares to this day. Of like just every now and then just being in a tornado i mean i can't i can't so i actually drove through kansas kansas city and kansas um missouri and everything and i i saw it it was off in a distance and then i got close to it but then it died by the time i got to it um Ooh. so i yeah i was very lucky um because i was driving <laughs> it was like yeah. do not get to me do not get to me but yeah so i, I can't imagine growing up in that because like how bad you guys got it when it comes to tornadoes yeah because they're every year yeah like for sure gonna happen every year no matter what yeah. and you know you got the earthquakes here but that shit's you know every 15 years 20 years where a big one happens watch as i'm saying this just <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think what really sucks with cali is the fires like especially where i'm at right now i'm in Reading. This is yeah, where you're close to it. Because there's only like one road. So you better hope that road ain't on fire. Yeah. You know, that's why I never understood. It's like, how do you catch on fire? You just run away from the fire. You see the fire. I'm like, oh, fuck. I realized there's only like. It's on fire. You cut a. It's on fire. Yeah. Why do you think that the houses out in Reading are like $5? They're also five bucks. They're Kansas <laughs> prices. And yep. Kansas people. <laughs> Some uh, of you are really, really nice. I have a bunch of friends from Kansas and Kansas City, and they're really nice people. They're not horrible. They are nice. They are nice. They're, they're really the nice. nicest meth heads I ever met. That <laughs> <laughs> shit's yeah. fucked up, but it's, it's so true. I know. Um, but yeah, um, and then I lived in the Bay for a while, too. So, um, so that was a culture shock, you know. Hey, uh, shout out to the yeah, yeah. Oh, talk about the Bay because it's like Northern California and Southern California. A lot of people don't realize are like two separate worlds. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously Tony and I know um, that they're two separate worlds, but everybody else in America is like, oh, it's California. Like, y'all are the same. Yeah. Whatever. It's like, no, it's not. Well, they just think California is L.A. Yeah. Right. L.A. is its own thing, but yeah, I'd say the Bay is just like it. it it's smarter. <laughs> Let's just say that LA is dumb as hell. Uh, I'm not dumb. And, well, 
Okay, like, go on. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody, but a lot of the actors and people with dreams, and there's a lot of them, you know? So they there's a lot of dumb, you know? And then you got the Bay, where Silicon Valley, but also Oakland, you know, and San Jose. It's like more, um, I don't know, it's more real, but also sort of more diverse, too, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started comedy in Oakland. And, uh, yeah, she was <laughs> open with no joke. Um, and, it, but I think, uh, it's also more materialistic, uh, in the Bay. I, a lot of people think LA is more materialistic. I think the Bay is, you get like a lot of people working really hard for that Tesla, you know, and, and the tech and all that shit. I, I don't know. I feel like the Bay is more soulless when it comes to materialism. It's a different type of flex for sure. Yeah, um, you know, LA's a lot of glitter, but I don't know. Like, uh, fucking Bay seems soulless. Like you gotta <laughs> work hard. You gotta get that GPA or work for Google or live in a poverty because that that wealth gap in the Bay is absurd. It's crazy, you know. There's not as many places to I would say flex in the Bay Area like in LA because LA has the beaches. You got Sunset Strip. Right. You got all the like the, the big nightclubs and stuff out out in LA. Whereas in the Bay, it's like you got to just basically sh- shut down a street, uh, you know, a freeway, and just do a sideshow or like <laughs> you know, where it's like yeah. so outlandish yeah. just to get the attention because uh, yeah. no one's really paying attention otherwise. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, for flexing, you're right. Uh, I guess LA is the flex flex city. Yeah. So, so you came out here, what, what, what year did you come to the Bay Area? Like after? I came, uh, that was in 06. And I, I started stand up then. I started doing stand up while I was in high school. And um, yeah, it was a culture shock. I, because I was like a popular kid at my school in, in Kansas. And I, I went to mostly black schools when I was a kid, when I, when I was in Kansas. So, um, so I was like the class clown and like I was, I was the shit. I was kind of an asshole, but I was still a shit. And I went to the Bay. I didn't like relate to these people. Like, uh, you know, the Silicon Valley kids, you know, I didn't realize I grew up from a trailer park to like Steve Jobs kids, you know, right. being around them. Right. So you yeah, couldn't relate to them. Like, ah, oh, guys, I had the worst birthday ever. My dad bought me the wrong mountain. <sighs> you know, so I don't <laughs> understand your wealth. <laughs> so that actually kind of helped me do stand up because I, I felt isolated and, uh, and then I started doing stand up. So were you, I, was there like a defense mechanism for you growing up like in the hood or like going to all black? black yeah, I think so. You said a defense mechanism. Oh yeah. For the black school. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for the black school, I'm saying like, is that kind of where it like rooted your comedy is like, you know, for me to stand out or for me to like get respected, I kind of got to be like the funny white kid. Otherwise they're going to, yes. Make on me kind of thing. Yeah, that was like my only defense because it wasn't like physicality was on my side. Um, so I had to have some sort of threat and also some sort of likability. So me being able to roast somebody or also just make someone laugh, it sort of put me up the, um, <clears throat> the social ladder. So, but I would also move schools a lot. So I'd, then I'd go to a new black school and I'd have to start over again. <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, some were successful, some were not. Some schools are just hood schools and, you know, I got jumped a lot type of thing. But um, that helped because, God, I didn't realize how soft white people were until I went to California when I was around white people that only grew up around white people. I, I fucking hate West Coast white people, I think. <laughs> I really hate them a lot because they always try to be woke and shit. And I, I see, like, all their stigmas and guilt. Because I'm like, oh, you didn't grow up amongst other people and you have guilt about it. So now your goal is to make me look racist for a joke as much as you can in order for you to not look racist for living in a bubble that you still currently live in. Like, so that's, that's a big root of my comedy right now. It's because like, I'm traumatized from my childhood and then traumatized from the West Coast, sort of uh, ignoring how I grew up. And then the things that I observe among, amongst cultures I grew up with, like I was, I was raised by a black family because my mom was always at work and she was like a single mom working 12 hour shifts every day. So my friends across the street, I was raised by them. Like my buddy, actually, uh, my well little brother, he was playing for the Eagles for a while. Um, he got cut, but, (laughs) and, um, you know, like, that's how I kind of saw the world. And now that I see how white people actually are, like I, I, I fucking hate them now. I never knew that. I like Midwest white people. I like Southern white people because they, they're like more in- integrated. I, but I didn't know that until I moved out to the West Coast. Then it's like people seem so like uh, fragmented here. It's crazy. Yeah, the the guilt is definitely a, a huge factor. I grew up in a uh, I I grew up in Manhattan Beach, so I was like yeah. one of five black kids in in my school, and I'm Asian, so like it definitely oh. uh, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, I I mean I feel you. Like they definitely at least in our era, I don't I didn't feel like I was excluded. Um, maybe just because sports definitely helped. Like, I'm not going to lie on that. Like, being in a, in a sport or being in a group activity, it definitely helped my cause because I was in band and I, was in, and I played basketball. So, like, it was definitely helpful um, to be in that environment because then, you know, they just look at you and they're like, oh, well, she's the girl that plays basketball on, on varsity or whatever, and she's fine, you know. Um, so that wasn't even an issue. But um, I actually had the opposite than, than you. Like, I got a lot of black hate, man. Oh, like, really? I, yeah, I get a lot of black hate. And I think it's just a misunderstanding because, you know, I, I grew up in a white neighborhood, so I, I get it. But it's just maybe what they just don't know for some people. Not not necessarily for you because I get the woke thing. I think the woke thing is just stupid. I'm like, just get to know the person individually and you'll be fine. Like, you don't need the white guilt and the woke culture. Like, you're good. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's just, it's interesting, like different, I, I really wanted to hear your story too, when uh, Tully told me that you were coming on too, because I was like, okay, you grew up in nothing but black neighborhoods, this is great, like I, I need to know like that other side, so it's kind of cool oh, to hear yeah. your, yeah. I'm from Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah people don't realize how uh, black and white the Midwest is, like how many black people are in like Kansas, because they think Dorothy and, you know, Wizard of Oz, but, you know. Um, yeah, I rarely talk about it in Manhattan Beach. Like I do, I do have like clips online when I talk about that aspect. But Manhattan Beach, I know they're just like they wouldn't understand the the cross reference between the cultures. So I couldn't like bring up any of the things I was dealing with because they just won't get it, and they won't know 
when it's being racist or when it's not. Mm. So they just get all tight, you know. What's that? You got to know your audience kind of thing, right? You got to kind of like know where you're at or, I mean, does it really care that much? I mean, as a, you know, do you look into the audience and be like, yeah, I have to read them every, every time, especially for my shit. Right. Right. Yep. I do. Um, people, people are surprisingly basic. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I know everybody thinks they're unique, but I could really look at an audience and know they're, I know the deal. Like we're supposed to say you can't judge a book by its cover, but, I can tell a phone book between a dictionary by the cover. So when you do it long enough, you can really size people up so fast. It's crazy. I can even tell like where someone's at in their relationship. It's like people just have all these tells, you know? So, but I'm always doing that because a lot of my material just will get like a zero on one crowd and then a 10 on the other crowd. So I have to constantly be looking at the crowd and reading them. And seeing what they're about. Huh. Oh. So how did you, um, I mean, I know you said you started when you were in, in high school and then you moved to the Bay Area and then started doing comedy out there in Oakland uh, in, the, mm-hmm. in the nightclubs out there. Um, how did you get discovered? I saw that, you know, you, you got discovered by Kevin Hart. Uh, you've opened up for like Bruce Bruce, um, various like big name comics. Um, like what, how did that all, how did that all play out? Uh, that was mostly due to Tommy T's. That's my home club, and it's in Pleasanton, which is near. You know the Bay. I know. So, I know Pleasanton. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's my home club. That's where I started uh, to really gain traction. I did comedy all over the Bay, but that like I was well received um, at Tommy T's because I was an urban club. They call it black club, you know. And um, I was one of the only white guys that could do the room. Maybe the only. Uh, and that's thanks to Kansas, how I grew up. So I had like, you know, I had a connection to the demographic that they were desperately looking for. So I started opening for all these guys. And then from there, I got to know that scene. They call it the Chitlin circuit. <laughs> I mean, they used to. Um, so I was working the Chitlin circuit. I was doing like soul food restaurants. I was doing all kinds of shit. So all these independent producers I knew, you know, um, they got in touch with Kevin Hart's people. Like it had nothing to do with LA. LA has never benefited me ever. It was doing grimy fucking hood spots and the producers knew about me. And then they called me and they're like, Hey, we're having a competition. Whoever wins gets on comedy central. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was just about to quit that week. I was doing this gig that I did now the day before. And I told my opener, I'm like, this is my last show, man. If I don't get comedy central tomorrow, I, I quit for real. <laughs> Cause this shit sucks. And now I'm right back at this gig. So, <laughs> and then I got, uh, I got Comedy Central, and um, that was supposed to like kind of pop, make me pop in 2020. But then 2020 happened. Mm. So I'm kind of resetting because <laughs> your TV credit when you get one as a comic, it's hot for maybe two or three years, and now we're approaching um, three years, and it's just now opening up. My shit aired in 2019. I need to get another thing because I didn't even get to spin the thing, you know, but you know, it's all changing now anyway with TikTok and, and Instagram. You got to be, you got to make yourself famous now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how, on people pretty much. Yeah. How are you um, adjusting to, you know, like post COVID comedy life too? Because like, 
so many comics were, I don't want to say out of work, but like, you, you know, you couldn't tour, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't really, you know, do anything. obviously everything had to, you had to adjust to TikTok to social media and putting all your shit on there. Like, how did you adjust to that? I got lucky. Um, some of the stuff I was talking about as a, as a, you know, white kid in black schools, uh, Chocolate Sundays um, uploaded a clip of that and it got 3 million views like immediately. Um, is I think it's their second most successful um, video. Like, <laughs> I'm a white guy, and it's a black comic show. And uh, but it gained me fifty five thousand subscribers pretty quickly on YouTube. So my money was coming from YouTube. So I was like, oh, I'll just start uploading uploading clips. So um, I survived twenty twenty one. That was the hardest year because the, the the checks got taken away. Yeah. Uh, I survived that by getting um, the YouTube money. I'd say the hardest now is actually this year. 2020 was dope because 2019 was a dope year. So I got like crazy checks from Joe Biden. Or not Joe Biden, Donald Trump. I got some really good uh, checks because I had a good year before. So I qualified for a higher income. So 2020 was fine. 2021 was like, ah, oh, this is scary. YouTube kicked in. But now is actually the hard time because this we're not really open. We're just pretending we are. We're not really open in terms of live events. Uh, people are broke now and they're terrified of catching COVID, some of them. Uh, and then other people have gotten used to Disney Plus and Hulu and YouTube and staying inside. Their, their um, habits have changed. So inflation, cost of travel, and less turnouts, I have like this much of a margin. So this, now it actually sucks way more. This is the worst year ever for me. So, um, yeah, yeah. So 2020 was dope. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That was the greatest year of my life. So, so what is your, like, uh, what, what was your goal in general to be like, um, to do more comedy stand up or to actually write like, um, you know, for, for shows or to be on shows or to be like an actor or what, what was kind of like, your, where were you angling? I, I was angling uh, the stand-up route um, because I thought my actor, all that shit wasn't going to happen. So I was like, let me just focus 100% on stand-up because stand-up used to unlock those things. They don't do it anymore. So I was like, all right, I'll just stick with stand-up. And then I was noticing stand-up, the doors were locked too in a weird way. But then right before I quit, one would unlock. Like, all right, cool. I'll walk through the door. And then they would all lock again. So it was just this weird thing where I was like, okay, I need to figure out another way. Maybe I just need to produce content. And just really... And then I realized like, I'd be way happier doing that because I have a very hard time doing what people tell me if it sucks. I can't really sell stuff that I don't believe in. Yeah. So if you make your own stuff, you got to live by it. you know. And if it sucks, it's like, well... That's, that was my idea, so I, I'd take the L. Right, so, and there's always a delete button. So so have you submitted to, like, TikTok or, like, Instagram posts, you know, like, just throwing content, satire, like, quick skits, things like that, because the attention span um, of people is, like, really low right now? It's really low, man. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that style of content. I'm learning, but I haven't... So I'm good on YouTube because it's long form, but I'm learning how to do TikTok and I'm learning how to do reels like, and what my strengths are to put on there. 
Like, what would they want in a reel from me? I see how other people's reels are killing it. So I'm trying to learn, like, what they do and see if it's similar to anything that I do. Um, but that's the goal. After this week of touring, I mean, I'm just going, I'm hopping on the computer. I'm figuring out a different stream of income, and I'm just going to upload. And I'm just going to do shows around Southern California. I'm not really going to tour anymore, you know. I'm just going to upload, upload, edit, upload. It's all, that's what you need to do. It's it's requirement now. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of sad at the same time, but it is, that's the world we live in, man. People are just glued to the screens. Uh, and then the, and then the attention span is short. So you can't even like, you can't, you can't even say like a full 10 minute. I mean, we're doing a podcast right now. People like, we got to like sell the clips of this podcast, right? We can't, yeah. even, we won't even sit and listen to a full podcast anymore. There's just not enough time in their day uh, to really do it. But um, is so, so you're, you're just on the road right now on tour with, um, are you with like other comics or are you just kind of like, uh, just like you got a different spots that you're hitting? I just got different spots. I hired a few opening guys for a couple of the shows and the other ones are just, uh, it's just stuff that I scrounged up uh, because I was in the area. I did have a good week of shows planned and then most of them canceled. So now I'm picking up the scraps wherever I can find. Like this show I did last night, those are, that was just a scrap to like basically pay for travel and then like there's supposed to be like a payday today technically but that canceled so then i got some other dumb shit so i just got like a week of scraps and it's just it's perfect it'll leave a nice bad taste in my mouth so that way i can quit much easier <laughs> you know? so you had uh, been a yeah are you well, i was gonna say, well go ahead go ahead what were you gonna say go ahead and finish well that. i mean if it, if it was a week of hot shows, like um, like what I did uh, last month, I was touring a bunch of cities, and they were just, it was sick. I love it. Had I had to quit then, it would have been too hard. But now this is a reality check. Like, ah, remember, this is what stand-up really is. It's hell rooms, rough audiences, low margins, you know. It's very masochistic, and I, I ain't, I'm not doing it anymore. So. Huh. So do you, do you plan on doing, like, like competition. Sorry, I can't even hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Are you planning on like, because um, I saw you did like a, a competition in like Cabo and that's kind of how you got discovered. Um, or I don't know if I'm right on that. That's what it says on the internet. But um, is that something where like you look at those as like opportunities to get more of your name out there to build your following and build up like tour dates or um, is it one of those things where like, is it like a, is it a relationship business? Cause I know for football, you know, like after I retired, getting into the coaching game is all relationships. Like it doesn't even matter if you've been coaching for 20, 30 years at the high school, college level. Like if you don't know somebody, like you're not mm-hmm. getting on. So I'm, I'm sure it's probably similar to the comic world where like, if you don't know the gatekeepers, like you're, you're pretty much locked out. Exactly. Uh, it is a relationship game, and you also have to be real about if the gatekeepers are looking for you. Sometimes you can tell what they're looking for by seeing what they're picking. And I'm seeing what they're picking. I'm like, oh, yeah, they don't want me. So um, it's still a relationship game for me because sometimes the gatekeepers will fuck up and delegate, and then, and then I'll, hit, I'll hit that source up. So that's kind of what happened with Kevin Hart is that Comedy Central doesn't want comics like me on TV anymore, but because it came through Kevin Hart, which came through my Chitlin circuit days, 
it sort of worked. Like I found like a little, just a little gap to fucking get through. What do you mean that they don't want comics like you anymore? What is? What do you mean? What they want from a white guy is a is a woke nerd. Mm. They want that. That's why you see that all on TV. They they want, um, uh, they, or now I don't think they want white guys at all. But like when they did put white guys on, it was all woke nerds. That was from like two thousand. Oh God, let me really think about that. It started to happen really in two thousand. 13-ish all the way till about 2019 and then around 2019 it was like all right there's no more like guys we it's just the business is ran by these these woke white people well and also they don't want to get they don't want to get sued they don't want to get canceled they don't want to get like you know uh, that that's the unfortunate part because then you have like i'm not yeah like that's the unfortunate part is you guys like the white race unfortunately is getting like you say the one wrong thing one wrong joke and you can get canceled for you know your entire career is gone so which is really unfortunate because that's where comedy shouldn't be judged like it it should just be comedy (laughs) if it's funny it's funny right in a way chris rock being slapped has like has opened their eyes like had it been like uh will smith slapping a white comic it would have been different it might have like been like, yeah, he shouldn't have said that. But now I think people are actually really analyzing what we're sacrificing with free speech. Oh. You know? And uh all right, gotcha. Well, I think I mean on a positive note, I think because of the internet, because of all these platforms, now comics like yourself and others, there's still the independent route where you don't so much have to rely on these these big network industry platforms. Because mm-hmm. so many other, like, you could just do it yourself type of way. Um, and if you have followers, that's really all you need in life is, like, followers and people that, like, yeah. love, love your, your content. Uh, and if you're just satisfying that, that, then you create your own market and you can eat off of that for the rest of your life uh, and not have to rely on a Hulu, Netflix type of, you know, route, and which are short-lived anyways. You don't really see yeah. people. You know, unless you're like a Dave Chappelle or someone, you know, getting like, you know, or now Chris Rock, you kind of almost got to get slapped on stage to be relevant, you know? Right. He had a career revival off of that. He's thanking Will Smith in his head, you know? Um, so I, I'm cool with, I don't have a dinosaur dream anymore. I don't romanticize the shit that I romanticized as a kid just because you got to see shit for what it is and see if you like, for what it is and i think i do like for what it is i like uh the idea of independence and i mean just the idea of this man like you're an nfl player i get to do a podcast with you like, like in what other era could we just do a radio show where you're the host and they bring in a comedian this is actually pretty cool um we just gotta get rid of that romanticization like all oh, the hbo special and then i get a sitcom right mm. it's more like you know it's like what my buddy's going through he's playing for the eagles he gets cut and now he's gotta go play in canada for a little bit show what he can do and then maybe he'll get picked up again you know he got cut from the eagles and he went to the chargers and then uh they cut him and now he has to go play in canada just to sort of show you know and and even if that doesn't work isn't playing in canada cool yeah it is yeah i think having a podcast and being independent is cool andrew Scholes. That's a cool fucking career. I never would have imagined wanting that, 
but you know i just it's good to just enjoy the work don't even enjoy the result yeah just do what you love yeah exactly because that's what it's all about anyways the journey i mean if you if you make all this money and then you you can kind of lose your your grit or your want hunger to do it anymore so that's i'm 100 with you on that man yeah, I'm walking around just because this uh, fridge is making noise. <laughs> uh, well, we're actually, um, you know, we're getting, we're actually probably to that point of the show where um, I got to hit you with the rundown, man. I got to hit you with the rundown questions. Uh, okay. So uh, it's pro- probably one of our, our uh, the people who watch is probably their favorite part of the show. So if you're ready, let me know. All right, I'm ready for you. All right, here we go. All right, folks, here comes the rundown with Cody Woods. First question, and everyone gets the same question. Would you rather be a bird or a fish? Bird. Oh, man. G, your mic's off, G. Oh, sorry. Everybody with the damn bird. Like, everybody chooses the bird. (laughs) Yeah, because fish don't get to sleep, man. That shit looks horrible. You're just up all night and all day. Oh shit! Good point. Wait, I never seen a bird bird sleep either, though. Oh fuck! You're right. No, no, no. They do because, like, don't they? Like, when they're on, like, if you look at a seagull, like, don't they like stop and they like, right? Like, aren't they like yeah. like on their little stoop thing or whatever, and then they're like sleeping on that stoop, and then they like sit they sit down and. I feel like they do, yeah. I feel like they at least can like take a break. Fish have to just yeah. swimming. That'd be dope if you could, like, sleep while you're flying, though. You just kind of, like, go on cruise control and just spread the wings out. That would kind of be cool. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so the, here, here's the next question. Would you rather wear the same socks for a month or have the same underwear on for a week? Oh, shit. A month of socks? Underwear for a week. If I could pick the underwear, I'm going to go with the underwear. Because I think there's some fabrics that, you know, you can kind of keep it a little bit fresher for longer. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping I think with socks, man, it's you got nasty. an athlete's foot for sure. All right, skids yeah. it is. All right. <laughs> next, <laughs> next question. Um, would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? Oh. Ten minutes into the future. I'm sorry. My uh, my wife is yelling at me right now. Oh, shout out to your wife. Oh, yeah. She's sorry, Mrs. Show. Woods. <laughs> yeah. All right. So ten minutes into the what again? What again? Ten minutes into the future, or ahead from now, or 150 years ahead from now. I'm gonna go with. Can I select when the ten minutes? When I get to execute this power? Yeah, you can do it whenever you want. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. For sure. What would be, what would be your minutes then? What's that? What's that? I said, what would be your ten minutes then? Okay, I would probably hit it. Uh, I, I would just... Maybe lottery numbers? I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's something that I can take advantage of within 10 minutes. 150 years, we're all going to be so different. We're probably going to be half cyborg and shit, you know? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, use that information to benefit myself. 
Right, right. I could use 10 minutes from now to benefit myself somewhere. You know, even if I'm like uh, going to be late for something. I'd be like, if I take this route 10 minutes, you know, 150, okay. you know, I don't think. You wouldn't like back to the future it? Uh, well, that's not. Wait, that, are you talking about like hanging out? Next the next question that follows that up is Would you rather have a pause button or a rewind button? You got to repeat it, Tully. You're going, you're going in and out, man. Oh, I said, I said, would you rather have a pause button or a rewind button? Rewind. Mm. Yeah. Yep. I what would you exactly rewind? I know exactly where I fucked up. I think about it all the time. <laughs> because I think with pause, I have to know that I'm fucking up currently. I'm really late figuring out about the fuck ups. I'll look back and be like, oh, I fucked up. So rewind would probably be better for me. There's so much different shit I would have did. Like uh, stayed in college. You know? Where'd you <laughs> go to college? I went to community college for like a year. And I was already doing stand-up in that point. And I was, like, afraid to, uh, you know, I, I get all that debt. So I was like, I, I quit. I'm just going to go do jokes. And then I just got jobs to support me. So, yeah. I, I would have stayed in college. I mean, I think you're doing pretty damn well, you know, by not sticking with school. No? Yeah. Well, I, I would push rewind, go to college, pick something that I absolutely hate that would give me solid income like steadily instead of like pursuing something of passion in college. Cause that's how they get your money. And they're like, fine, you know, it's really look for what you like. That's how they get your money. And there ain't nothing you like there. That shit all sucks. <laughs> get something that get some, get some money, you know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. A couple more. Would you rather be forced to sing along or dance along to every single song you hear? Ooh, oh, damn, that's tough, dude. So every song for the rest of my life that plays, I have to. Mm. Wow, that's one of the hardest questions I've ever dealt with. Because uh, I hate singing along and I hate dancing. I, I, oh, fuck. Uh, I'm going to go with dancing. No, singing. Shit. Dancing. I'm dancing it is. You're going to two-step it out, huh? Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got to hate Ugh. to sing or dance, y'all. I love it. Yeah. All right, here we go. And then one more question. Um, well, I want to hit you with. All right, we'll go with this. Would you rather die in 20 years with no regrets or live to 100 with a lot of regrets? 20 years. Oh, I think I'm already doing that. I'm going to do the 20-year option. <laughs> I think I'm already on that path, and I'm. <laughs> pretty happy. With it. I'm at least. Hey, that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, because I already like, and I already have a bunch of regrets. So this would only get better. So yeah, I'm... yeah, you got 20 years of no regrets. Yeah, you get chilling yeah. for the next 20 years. Like, <laughs> yeah, that terrifies me. I've always been afraid of you know being old, like that old, just being. Oh. Where you can't stand up. Yeah, or like you don't have any of your facilities or facets or whatever about you. 
yeah, man. And then the way people look at you, it's not like you're going to have normal interactions with people. They're going to be like, holy shit, that guy's a corpse. Look at him. <laughs> you can't. People don't look at you the same. Even yeah. though you feel the same, you know, you think you're the same guy. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go out at 50. Get a nice little chest clinch at an Applebee's somewhere and fall over. <laughs> Do you think that, that that's how you're going to die? Is it an Applebee's? Might be, you know, like, I feel like it's going to come on, like, random. I think this, I think I'm going to be one of those. I think it, I don't think it's going to be, uh, like, hey, you have this, you have this long. Gotcha. I think I'm just going to be chilling, and all of a sudden, I'm going to get got. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I don't know when. Quick and painless. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or at least maybe that's my way of dealing with it, that I want it to be that, so I'm imagining that. Because that does seem the easiest way. Yeah, that's what everyone wants, I think. Well, hopefully that happens, man. And, and uh, <laughs> well, not anytime soon, not anytime soon. But cool, man. Um, let's go ahead and hit him with the moment of truth. Um, the moment of truth question for you would be if you could do a comedy special and it's like, you know, on a big platform, which comics? would you bring on with you and why? Oh man. Um, well, there's a lot of guys. I'll give you, you, know, I'll, so I'll give you five answers. So maybe I'll if I just find famous comics that, you know, okay. All right. Um, there's a guy named Ty Rivera. Uh, he's an amazing comic. He's out of Vegas. He was Los Angeles. He was, uh, he's, he's just, he was a groundbreaking comic. I'd put him on, um, so I'd want the world to see him. Uh, there's other people. I draw blanks on this type of shit because there's always these guys that I want to help. I had these dreams of like having a late night talk show and putting them on. Uh, there's another guy named John Hugasian. He has like, a, like, you know what? This is a boring answer because we don't know who any of these guys are. That's all right. That's okay. Let's Google for that. I was I was about to say there's always Google. Yeah. Uh, who would I really hook up, man? It's another guy named uh, he's out of Virginia Beach. His name is Jay Ski, and he's the hardest comic I ever had to follow. Mm. This dude is, and he's out of Virginia. Just random dude out of Virginia. He was uh, he's a monster. He absolutely kills. Um. There's a guy named Tony Brooklyn out of New York. He's absolutely insane. He's a Ukrainian gangster, but comic too. Um, he's out of his mind, but he's hilarious. Uh, how, how many is that? Is that three? You got, yeah, that's four. Well, you said four. Ty Rivera, uh, John Hugasian, Jay Ski. Yes, yeah, so you got mm -hmm. two more. Uh, okay. Well, no, the, yeah. and then the Russian. Oh, and then the, the Russian. Russian. Yeah, and then the Russian so you got one guy. more. Yeah, he's really great. Uh, you know the Russian dude's name? Yeah, his name is Tony Brooklyn. He goes by Tony, Tony Brooklyn. Brooklyn. That's why you did say that. Yeah. And um, shit, man. There is another guy I used to tour with, but he quit stand-up. But I guess I'll just, I'll just give it to him just because he's a great comic. We didn't get along well, but I just I love what he does. Um, he's still a friend, kind of, but we didn't get along when we toured. Uh, James Myers, he was... I used to tour with him out of an RV. We customized this RV. We shot our own pilot, basically. I bought cameras. He bought 
the RV and we customized it, made it all green. And we called it the Rolling Green Room and we taped an entire tour from New York to Los Angeles. Um, and the dude was really, he's like super contrarian. Like he tries to do really difficult topics and make them funny. Right. And I think that's, I think that's really good comedy. I don't like easy topics, you know? I mean, sometimes, but you, <laughs> you also got to have the hard stuff too, you know? And his, he would go up and be like, all right, here's why teachers suck, you know? And everybody loves teachers. Like they're the best people. And he would just make fun of them. Like, oh, does anybody uh, remember a uh, school? <laughs> these people are terrible they're like oh teachers are so hard like the, first of all you work half the year you get the summer off for harvest like you know and he just like goes off on like shitting on uh somebody that you're supposed to love yes yeah i like that i think the whole point of comedy is shifting thinking because otherwise it's just jokes and it's really if you really think about it it's a bullshit art form but if you get something to kind of change a perspective just for a second uh i think that's kind of the whole point you know we'll stand up so yeah because otherwise it's a parlor trick it ain't even that great (laughs) hey well i love it i think the world needs needs more of it and uh, you know i think you guys really you turn darkness into light in a lot of situations man so it's a definitely big necessity for the world to, to have comedy um and I think, who knows, man, that, that's our moment of truth, but maybe you just created your own comedy special right there on, on this podcast. Might need to reach out to you guys and uh, put, put some, uh, some three-minute clips together. I know, right? 30-second clips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, man. That's how long a special is nowadays. It's probably like five minutes and people got to go to work. <laughs> got to go clock in at Amazon after <laughs> 15 hours, clock back out. Watch your TikTok. Go right back to work. Right. So, yeah, like me, I got to yeah. take a shit right now. I've been drinking this coffee, and uh, oh, good for you, time. man! <laughs> you held that this whole time. I oh man, the core strength, brother. The core strength. <laughs> See, that's a premium athlete right there. <laughs> that, is, oh, that is why he got the big bucks. The man. <laughs> that's why he has those Super Bowl rings. That's that's those are the rings, yes. Oh man, I've you know games too. I've seen guys, you know, be, you know be the little shiny rings is gonna. <laughs> nasty. All right, that man. Nasty. That's beautiful. It's <laughs> hard work. That's hard work, that's, baby. Uh, I ain't taking no shit except. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, Cody. I appreciate you coming on the show, brother. Uh, All right, bro. Thank you so much. That, that was uh, that was a great show. Um, we'd love to have you back some other time. Uh, yeah. We'll put everything on the road. Uh, we hope we we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you in the future. And um, yeah, man. All the best, man. All the best to you. Thanks, man. I'll be sure to promote this. You just send me the link, and I'll bust it out. It was fun. Yeah. No, we'll send we'll send you a clip for sure. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank All you, right, man. Cody. That's our show, everybody. Ha ha! Holla at a baller and peace. Should I hit him? Should I spit him? Should I get him? You should just finish roll with him. Then I sit him down. Get up now. Put it down. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.